0: Poso maw ni work wawan kitani more a yoski pia taya pos notoman a yum MITW Podcast Ayospis Piertai Posnopi Notomun and a hisekimakot e Yosomatname Neho Welcome to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wapus. On this episode, I'm again joined by guest Von Bowles, and he is the public information officer for the Incident Command Center for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin, and he is here to answer some of our COVID-19 questions.
1: Welcome. Hey, Sheena. Thanks for having me back.
0: <laughs> so um, this was just released, like, maybe half an hour before we're recording this. MTL, Menominee Tribal Legislature, has approved the emergency food relief assistance payment. Can you just give us a brief description of what that is, Vaughn?
1: Yeah, so um, due to the rising costs of food and some of the economic hardship this may have placed on tribal members, um, the tribal legislature approved um, emergency funds to be distributed to all adult enrolled members of the tribe. Um, so it's individuals that are enrolled over 18 Um, They'll be mailing them a check, Uh, the dollar amount at present, uh, they believe to be $400. Um, So if you'd like to receive this, uh, make sure you have, you know, all of your contact information, your mailing address, phone numbers, uh, and whatnot, updated with the enrollment department. Um, And if you have additional questions, you can go to the tribe's website or the tribe's Facebook page, um, and we will be posting more information about it as it
0: develops. Great, thank you. So for our first question, I have asked Vaughn, uh, what is T-cell immunity and how does it differ from antibodies?
1: Okay, so I'm just going to crutch and preface this whole statement with I'm not an immunologist Mm -hmm. or a rheumatologist or an allergist. That said, this is kind of how the immune system works in a very, very small nutshell because it's kind of complicated. So the the body has two phases for immune response. One's fast, one's slow. Um, the T cells are more involved with the fast reaction. T cells are your white part of your white blood cells. Um, they basically rove around through your body at all times. Um, they have different uh, receptors on them. They can identify something called uh, MLH, or sorry, not MLH, MLH is different, HLA, or human leukocyte antigen. Basically says, um, each one of your cells belongs in your body and it's healthy um, and it, it, it's performing its functions as it should. Um, so the T cells and another set of cells called macrophages rove around the body looking for these uh, antigens, making sure everything's functioning properly. So in the event that a bacteria or a virus gets into one of those cells, uh, the cell stops producing the, the HLA and so either the cells attacked by a macrophage or a t-cell there are two type ty- two, two types of t-cells actually one's called a killer t-cell the other's called a helper t-cell uh, a killer t-cell will actually attach to a cell that's been infected um, and they'll they'll destroy the cell essentially what that'll do is that'll trigger um a response um from uh, helper t-cells
0: Mm-hmm
1: and those will trigger um, uh, a hormone cascade called interleukins. What these do is they stimulate B cells. B cells start making antibodies. In the meantime, um, your T cells will also trigger um, uh, an increased production of those specific types of T cells because viruses are very small and specific. Um, And so your body ramps up making more of those specific T cells so they can recognize the antigens or the, the small particles of the virus or bacteria that are present so it can destroy those those pieces of the of the virus in the body okay. um does that See, makes okay oh wait, it, it and, does make and here's sense. how it differs here's how it differs from antibodies antibodies okay. those things that are made by um b cells they're essentially a, a y-shaped protein um that float through the bloodstream they're they're a water-soluble protein um, which isn't very common, what those do is those have uh, receptors on, um, on the ends that bind to pathogens, whether they're viruses or bacteria, again, and they prevent them from entering a cell so it doesn't get infected. So they'll, they'll create a big cluster around any sort of pathogen, and they'll slow its progress down. That'll allow um, time for things like those macrophages to come in, basically eat and, and digest the, the bacteria or the virus, um and that's that's how they differ um when you get um when you get like a vaccine or a shot that will actually um provide pieces or those antigens of those viruses and stuff for your body to recognize those and it helps um, trigger a response that um, ensures that your body makes more t cells with those specific um, antigen receptors on them and stuff so they can recognize that specific virus when it comes in um, and it can destroy it all right, so just in summary, um, a T-cell immune response destroys cells that have been infected while an antibody response immobilizes pathogens or objects that will make your body sick and prevents them from infecting new cells.
0: Okay, because the reason why, I, I, how I even came up with that question is that I was reading an article that was talking about how someone may not have The antibody, like they're tested for antibodies and they don't have that, but they may have T cell immunity. I don't know. Does that make sense? um,
1: If they don't have antibodies, um, it just means that uh, they haven't entered their second phase of their immune system. The T cells work in the first phase for the most part. Antibodies are kind of a long term um, precaution that the body does. Uh, and it'll, it'll keep producing those, usually for an extended period of time to make sure that if you, if you do face that disease again, cold virus, flu, whatever, um, it'll be able to ramp up its response a lot faster than the first time. So when you get sick the first time around, you got to wait around for your T-cells to move through either the bloodstream or the lymphatic system to catch the virus or you know whatever's causing the disease. Um, the second time around, you have more antibodies in the bloodstream. Um, And those can clump and trigger the response a whole lot faster the second time you're introduced to it.
0: Um, So what changes are happening with services at Menominee Travel Clinic?
1: So the clinic is ramping back up, and when I say ramping back up, I just means they're opening up. It's not going to be big or fast or anything like that, but they are going to be seeing more patients in the medical department, the dental department, Um, If you have uh, issues with your glasses, they'll be seeing more people in optometry Um, and behavioral health is going to start seeing more patients in person again. Um, In addition to that, uh, the clinic is going to continue nutrition and diabetes education, and they'll be opening the WIC services back up. Um, Aside from that, um, there's still going to be a lot of precautions in place. The patients um, are still going to need to wear masks whenever they're in the building. Um, even when you go back to your room, please don't take your mask off. Wear your mask the entire time, um, unless the doctor or nurse specifically asks you to remove it so they can you know, examine you know, your mouth or throat or nose, whatever, um, you know, you're supposed to wear it in there. Uh, in addition to that, temperatures are gonna be checked uh, for all patients or all individuals coming into the building. Um, if you have a fever, you're gonna go straight over to the COVID section for uh, a test there. Uh, we'll also have you know, little stickers to remind people to keep you know, six foot social distance when they're at uh, the registration desks, at the pharmacy or the lab. Um, and we're also asking that adults that can come on their own do so. Um, and if you do need assistance, um, only bring one adult uh, to assist you uh, as well. If, if you have a child coming in for a visit, please bring just that child who's being seen and just come in as the as the parent to help them please don't bring everyone that increases everybody's risk to exposure and we want to you know keep that as, as low as possible um, additionally the pharmacy's going to continue doing the curbside service for the, the medication refills uh, and you'll see all the employees wearing masks some will also have goggles and face shields as as they move through the building so those are things that you know we need to keep in mind so we're trying to keep covid out of the out of the clinic as much as possible
0: I'll just give my um, experience. I, they called me and I was I had originally had a teeth cleaning, dental cleaning scheduled, and that was canceled. They called me and rescheduled it for this week. So I came in. Basically, they took my temperature, asked me a couple questions about symptoms or traveling, um, and that was before I even registered. That's just when you first walk into the building.
1: Absolutely, and that's and, just... Um, precautionary yep
0: yep then you register as you would normally and I was asked I think maybe um like three times kind of the same questions but it was okay because I understand that they're being careful extra careful about about people so yeah and I was wearing a mask all the way until I was laying in the chair thank you and then I was able to take my mask off obviously I had to do that for cleaning but yeah hard to
1: hard to clean the, the teeth through the mask for some reason we're working on that too <laughs> Not really totally kidding
0: <laughs> okay um so the tribe is going forward with uh what they call phase 2 of re- of reopening um as far as bringing employees back which we had talked about on this podcast previously right um and can you talk about uh what the tribe was looking for in order to go ahead with further reopening
1: so what what they're basing the the changes on the phase and the reopening process on is the number of active positive cases um particularly we're looking at you know menominee Shawnee counties and stuff since that's where the majority of you know the tribal members live Um, moving from phase one to phase two we wanted to make sure that there was um ten percent of the active cases tested were positive or less and so we've we've reached that point even though there's an increasing number of cases part of that is due to the increased testing available but um because those cases being tested aren't positive we're mm-hmm. moving forward with the second phase
0: got you um so i had read yesterday actually that we wisconsin as a state has reached a two-week high um, for positive cases and i was wondering what type of triggers um, would it take for the tribe to go further into restrictive lockdown?
1: So, again, it's based on the testing numbers. That's that's mm-hmm. the best metric we have right now. So if if we see that, you know, we're testing 100 people a week and, you know, 15 of those come out with positive cases, we'll go back and revert to a phase one setting where we're closing more of the buildings down um, and, you know, Starting the remote work again, um, the the phases at this point are a pretty fluid thing, so it's not like all right, we've reached phase two, hooray for our side, we're going to continue onward at this pace. Um, you know the the incident command team and, and the tribal legislature understand that you know the process is going to be ongoing. We may need to pull back for a while, um, and that's why we've we've set those limits. Uh, if we reach a point where You know, less than 5% of those tests are active cases. We'll move up to a phase three. Um, If not, you know, we'll stay in phase two for a while. Uh, But right now, we're kind of trying to conduct business as best we can um, at as safe a level as we feel right now. So.
0: Okay. um, So I've been seeing more questions regarding the tribe opening up public buildings, um, in particular places like the rec center. Um, are there plans to open public buildings soon?
1: So that's that's the phase three thing, and we'd love to say yes, this is the solid date we're going to open it all. Um, but again, it we're basing it off that testing and stuff. If you know, there's if it's still spreading through the community, and we don't feel it'll be safe to open up those areas, um, especially because it's difficult to clean areas with you know high volumes of, of the public coming in and out. Um, and so right now. Uh, you know those aren't going to be opened hopefully we'll find that you know due to precautions that the community takes that there'll be a lower number soon and we'll be able to open those sooner um, on the flip side uh, you did ask about parks at one point um, yeah. and the parks are all open again um, oh
0: they are open okay. they
1: are all open again yay for our side uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking with Crystal Chapman who's the um, the head of community development. Um, she says they are all open at this time, but she's also extremely short staff. She has about 10% her of her regular staff on hand. So if you go to the parks, you know, please try your best to help maintain the cleanliness of the park. Um, if you you know see some litter, please, you know, pick it up, keep the area clean for everyone else as well.
0: Okay, cool. Um, my mom is actually here right now. So she handed me a post-it note while we're talking. Perfect.
1: I love it. <laughs> the I love it. Thanks mom.
0: I don't know something about how other virus it's being blamed on COVID, but it's other viruses. Is there any truth to that? So they have sort of,
1: I'm going to give you a sort of, um, on that. So there, there have been cases where people have, um, they've died and they've considered a COVID death, but, um, it, and it's kind of it's kind of skewed the numbers a little bit because there are people that are, you know, in their 90s, um, they've caught COVID, but then they have a heart attack. And in some cases, they've counted those still as a COVID death, even though, you know, there are comorbidities leading up to that point. Um, and in some states, uh, I believe Colorado, Colorado, uh, is was the first one they've actually gone back to look at the number of COVID deaths they've had and they've been revising it and they've found that about 25 to 30 percent of the cases um, the deaths weren't actually caused by COVID-19 it was actually underlying conditions that led to the death Um, and there was even one case where I believe someone died in like uh, it's like a fall or a skiing accident or something like that. And they had COVID-19, so they counted it as a COVID death. Well, if you fall and break your neck, um, that was a much more immediate threat to you than the virus. Right, yeah. Um, and so they are going back and they are looking at some of those numbers. Um, one of the things that has has been um, kind of pushed aside were deaths caused by the common flu this year. Um, and so they're, they're going back uh, through you know records and medical records um, charts and they're they're trying to, to weed out now and in, in places you know which deaths were actually caused by covid versus you know cold virus or or other conditions so there are cases where um the numbers have found to be a little over inflated uh, and mm-hmm. they're trying to correct that now
0: yeah i got gotcha. you okay <laughs> is there any <laughs> any last uh message you wanna let people know
1: you know the tribe isn't fully open right now and we really appreciate your patience in you know working with us and trying to keep the community healthy Um, I know there have been questions about you know what it's gonna look like when when it open when business opens back up Um, one of the things that the tribe is is really uh, gone out to to make sure everyone's healthy uh, is that they've gone and they've purchased I think it's 74 Temperature kiosks. So whenever you come into one of the tribal buildings, there'll be a unit there to check your temperature and stuff. If you're over and experiencing any symptoms, please turn around and go home. Um, contact your medical professional and stuff. In areas with you know waiting rooms and whatnot, there'll be more plexiglass up between you know reception areas or receptionists um, and and you know participants and, and uh, customers. Uh, there'll be more face masks. Um, more virtual um, meetings will be used. Um, I know one of the things we've talked about doing is having uh, more of the workers work remotely long-term um, and that's to help maintain the social distancing. Um, so those those might be changes. Things might be a little different going forward than we've been used to, but we really appreciate everyone taking the time um, to, to help ensure that everyone stays safe and healthy in the community, so there will be some differences and we really appreciate your help, you know, maintaining that standard of health that we've kept here so long.
0: Great. Okay. Thanks, Vaughn. You bet. Uh, Wai went and for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab and keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcasts We are aiming to do weekly updates with Vaughn and welcome any community questions you have regarding COVID-19. Please send them to us via email at podcast.mitw.org.